0: It is early morning. The sun isn't out yet, and it's still dark. Mo Lao Han has just woken up, (sighs) and is ready for another day of work. Mo Lao Han is an elderly man that sells tofu for a living, and he has to be up early so he can make all the tofu he needs to sell during the day. He goes outside and starts grinding the soybeans for the tofu when all of a sudden, he hears a knock on the door. <coughs> Mo Han answers the door and sees a Buddhist monk standing outside. Yep, he's a monk alright, and he's got that huge prayer bead necklace around him. There is one thing that's strange though. The monk is wearing women's clothes. And what's more, it's not ordinary women's clothing. It's a bright red wedding dress. Muala Han is puzzled. A Buddhist monk crashes his house in the night wearing a wedding dress. What the heck is going on? Yeah, I'm just as confused too. G'day everyone, welcome back to the Bamboo History Podcast. I'm your host Stephen, and for those of you who are new... This is a podcast on Chinese and East Asian history. If you haven't yet done so, please subscribe to my podcast, follow my Instagram, and visit my website. I'll leave all those details in the description box below. Today's episode is going to be a true crime special, featuring a missing bride and a monk in a wedding dress. So, what are we waiting for? let's get straight into it. The story is set in the year 1840 in the Qing Dynasty. We are in the Yangchu County, a county not far from the northern Chinese city of Taiyuan, spelt T-A-I-Y-U-A-N. It is just like any other morning, really. People are going about their daily lives. One guy is at the well getting water. But he notices that something isn't right. The well smells awful, and the water he's just extracted tastes a little funny. Mm. He peers down into the well and notices something floating in the water. He yells for a few people to come help him get that thing out of the water. And when they finally do, everyone gasps. It's a human body. What? Well, well, well. No pun intended. It seems like we have a case on our hands. With a dead body found in a well, the local residents quickly reported this to the Yaman for context, a yamen, spelt Y-A-M-E-N, was a place in ancient Chinese counties that acted as a law court, administrative office, and also as a residence for the county magistrate, better known in Chinese as a Zhixian, Xian spelt Z-H-I-X-I-A-N. The Zhixian of Yangpu County was Yang Yangchongwen or better known as Yang Zhixian. When the local residents told Yang Zhixian about the dead body in the well, he rolled his eyes. Oh, jeez, we've got another case. What is going on in this little county? You see, on the previous day, the county was hit by a missing persons case. A wealthy businessman named Zhang Baiwan ...reported that his daughter Yu Zhu's corpse was missing. Okay, so it's more of a missing corpse case, not a missing person's case. Zhang Baiwan had two daughters, Jin Zhu and Yu Zhu. The elder daughter, Jin Zhu, was a widow who lived alone. But Yu Zhu still lived with her father, and was unmarried. When Yu Zhu was a child... Zhang Baiwan had arranged for her to marry a local scholar named Cao Wenhuang, mainly because Cao Wenhuang was from a really wealthy family and Zhang Baiwan wanted to make the connections. But then disaster struck when the Cao family ran bankrupt and they were left penniless. Because of that, Zhang Baiwan cancelled the wedding arrangement with Cao Wenhuang and instead he decided to betroth Yu Zhu to another man from the Yao family, who were another rich family in the county. But, Yu Zhu had been arranged to marry Cao from a young age, and they had grown fond of each other over the years. And for Yu Zhu to now be told, all of a sudden by her father, that she had to marry someone else? This news broke her heart. Zhang Baiwan told Yang Zhixian that on the night before, Yu Zhu was due to marry the man from the Yao family. They had an argument, and then he found out that his daughter had committed suicide, wearing the wedding dress that was prepared to her for her upcoming wedding. Zhang Baiwan then placed his daughter's body into a coffin with the wedding dress still on, and told the Yao family that her daughter was dead and couldn't marry their son anymore. But the Yao family didn't believe that she was dead. I mean, how convenient, the night before the wedding and she's dead? What? So when they came to Zhang Baiwan's house the next day looking for answers, Zhang Baiwan opened the coffin and his daughter's body wasn't there. <coughs> Yang Zhixian's head is now spinning. First, it's the missing corpse of a bride to be. Now a Buddhist monk has been found dead in a well? What is going on here? So Yang Zhixian and his men arrived at the scene to investigate the dead monk. Whilst some of Yang's men were questioning the local residents, the coroner analysed the dead body. What was strange was the clothes that the monk was wearing. The monk wasn't wearing the Buddhist Jha Sha robes like he was supposed to, but rather he was wearing normal civilian clothes. The coroner found a deep knife scar on the monk's chest and concluded that it had been caused by a sharp knife. The scar looked fresh as well, which meant that the monk most likely died in the previous night. The scar was clear and clean, which suggested that whoever stabbed the monk to death did so with a swift and strong puncture into the chest, and the coroner believed that only someone skilled with knives would have been able to do such a thing. The coroner then concluded that whoever killed the monk was most likely a professional. A professional killer? it seemed odd that a Buddhist monk would be targeted to be killed. None of the local residents who were questioned heard or had seen anything odd the previous night. But none of them also recognised the monk as well, which meant the victim wasn't a local. Yang Zhixian felt the pressure to try and crack the case ASAP, so he put up a huge reward for anyone across the county with information to come forward. A monk from the nearby Mingde Temple responded and identified the dead monk as Dinghui, a monk from the nearby province of Hebei that had only arrived six months ago. All the monks from the Mingde Temple were questioned, and all of them had said that Ding Hui was an easy-going monk that got along well with everyone else. But he did have a knack of disappearing from the temple every once in a while, which Ding Hui explained to them that it was just him exploring the new neighborhood. Just as the case became stored, a woman finally came forward and said that she had recognized the clothes that the monk had been wearing, Those clothes belonged to a tofu maker named Mo Lao Han. Suspicion was immediately cast onto Mo Lao Han, who had also admitted to seeing a monk on the crack of dawn on the same day that Ding Hui was found dead in the well. The coroner had also uncovered traces of soybeans in the pockets of the clothes that Ding Hui had on when he was found dead. This further boosted suspicion that it was Mo Lao Han who had committed the crime. Yang Zhixian immediately ordered his men to bring Mo Lao Han to the yamen for interrogation. Yang showed the clothes that Ding Hui had on when he was found dead to Mo Lao Han, who confirmed that they were his clothes. Yang Zhixian then asked, why was the monk wearing your clothes? Han explained. Um, <clears throat> Well, uh, I was getting up in the morning to make tofu. Cause I'm a tofu seller. And whilst I was grinding the soybeans, I heard a knock on the door. And there was a monk standing outside my house. And I thought it was really weird, because this monk was wearing a wedding dress. You know, like a female wedding dress which I felt was really strange. The monk asked me if he could swap out the wedding dress for another set of clothes and asked if I had any. So yeah, I did. So I gave him a set of my own clothes which he wore and he just took off the wedding dress and just gave it to me and then he left. That was it really, I didn't see him again. Mo Lao Han's mention of the words "wedding dress" raised alarm bells in Yang Zhixian's brain. Yang Zhixian immediately thought of Yu Zhu, and asked Mo Lao Han to bring the wedding dress he claimed from the monk to him. Yang Zhixian also asked Zhang Baiwan to come over to the yamen to identify the wedding dress. And when Zhang Baiwan saw the wedding dress that Mo Lao Han had brought over, he screamed, "That!" That's my daughter's wedding dress! He grabbed Mo Lao Han by the scruff of the neck and yelled angrily, What did you do to my daughter's body? At this point, Yang Zhixian was convinced that Mo Lao Han was the perpetrator, and asked Mo Lao Han if he also stole the corpse of Yu Zhu as well. This was when Mo Lao Han shocked the whole Yaman by saying, Corpse? What?" Yu isn't dead, she's still alive. Yang Zhixian was stunned. Zhang Baiwan was shocked. Everyone around was agape. Yu Zhu was alive? But how? Muo Lao Han then recounted that earlier in the night before he met the monk, he was awoken by another knock to his door. When he opened the door, he found a young couple standing by the doorway. He recognized the young man straight away. He was the young scholar Cao Wen Huang. But he didn't recognize the young woman, although he did notice that the young woman was wearing Buddhist jia-sha robes, which he felt was a little odd, because only male monks wore those clothes. The young man asked Mo Lao Han if he could borrow a horse. Mo Lao Han said he only had a donkey. So Cao Wen Huang asked if he could borrow his donkey and hurriedly passed him some money and convinced the elderly man to lend him the donkey. Then the young woman got onto the donkey and both of them left the house. Zhang Baiwan asked, Did the young woman have a wedding dress on? Mo Lao said, No, I've already told you, she didn't. The wedding dress that you say is your daughter's was on the monk when he came to my place. But Yang Zhixian wasn't buying it. He was already convinced by now that Mo Lao had been responsible for killing the monk and stealing the corpse, to the point that he had thought that the old man had stolen the corpse for the wedding dress to sell for cash. Yang Zhixian then claimed that Mo Han was lying and that he was the man behind everything. He said to the elderly man, You were the last one to see the monk, you stole the wedding dress from him, and then you killed the monk to cover his mouth. You also stole Yu Zhu's corpse to try and get some sort of ransom, right? Morlah Han was pleading his innocence. He was like, no, 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 it wasn't me. I, I swear what I've told you is true. I'm not lying. I didn't do any of this. Young Drushen was like, huh, you liar. I don't believe you. Brought out the torture devices and began to beat Morlah Han out for a confession. Ah! It was you, wasn't it? No, it wasn't me. Ah. Ah! I swear it wasn't me! It was you, wasn't it? We're gonna keep beating you until you confess. Ah! Confess! No, it wasn't me! Confess! Oh, it wasn't me! Eventually, Mo Han, battered and bruised, finally confessed it was him, and as a result, he was thrown into jail and sentenced to die. With that, it seemed like the case was closed. But questions still remained. Firstly, why was the monk wearing a wedding dress in the first place? Secondly, Mo Han was an elderly man. How did he have the skill and strength to kill the monk and then toss him into a well, yet sustained no injuries himself? And lastly, if Yu Zhu was alive, as claimed by Mo Han, then where was she? And if she was dead as claimed by her dad, then where was the corpse? Despite the questions that remained, with a perpetrator in custody and the case closed, everything in Yangchu county went back to normal. Yang Zhixian was so happy because he cracked the case in no time, and he didn't want to think about the case no more. A few days after the case was closed, a magistrate from Taiyuan, the Zhifu, Chen Di Jie, came to visit Yangchu County, and Yang Zhixian was excited. Chen Zhifu was his boss, and he was hoping his visit was to come and bring some praise to him for cracking the homicide case, and, you know, for just being good at his job in general. But Chen Zhifu was here for the opposite. He asked Yang Zhixian as soon as he arrived to reopen the case of the dead monk. Yang Zhixian was surprised. Why are we reopening the case? It's already closed, I solved it. Chen Zhifu raised his eyebrows. Did you, mate? Did you? and told him that there were some questions that still remained that needed to be answered, and he ordered a retrial. This time, Chen Zhifu led the retrial, with Yang Zhixian, Mo Han, and Zhang Baiwan also present. The retrial began with a shock, quite a huge shock, when Chen Zhifu brought on two new people as witnesses. The first one was Cao Wenhuang, the local scholar from the Four from Grace Cao family. And the second witness was... Yu Zhu. Huh? What? Yu Zhu was alive the entire time. What? Yang Zhixian turned to Zhang Baiwan straight away. Who, instead of relief and happiness at seeing his daughter alive, was actually slightly disappointed. I'm sure all the listeners are now confused as to what the heck is going on. Well. Cao Wenhuang and Yu Zhu both got to explaining. On the night before Yu Zhu's wedding to the man from the Yao family, she told her father Zhang Baiwan that she loved Cao Wenhuang and wanted to marry him instead. Zhang Baiwan got mad and slapped her in the face. Feeling desperate, Yu Zhu, still in her wedding dress, ran away from home and went to Cao Wen Huang's house, where they both agreed to elope and run away together. But as they were escaping, Yu Zhu was getting tired and couldn't walk any further. It also didn't help that she had bound feet as well. For context, bound feet is where a girl's foot is bound from a young age to stop it growing. It creates a lot of pain in their foot, and girls with bound feet actually find it really hard to walk. If you want to hear more about it, tune into episode 7 of my podcast. So anyway, Cao Wenhuang and Yu Zhu decided that they needed better means of transportation. That was when they knocked on Mo Han's door and asked for the donkey, so Yu Zhu could ride on it without having to walk. And they eventually travelled to Taiyuan, where they asked for Chen Zhifu's help, as they were scared that Zhang Baiwan might come after them. Chen Zhifu was Cao Wenhuang's godfather, so naturally he was obliged to come to their aid. As young Zhixian listened to all of this, he began to sweat. It seemed now that he had got it all wrong, and that Mo Lao Han had indeed been telling the truth about Yu Zhu being alive. And also, why was Zhang Baiwan lying about his daughter being dead? Well, you could tell from the story so far that Zhang Baiwan was very superficial and only cared about his own reputation. He feared that if he told everyone that his daughter ran away or simply disappeared, it wouldn't have been a good explanation to the Yao family as to why the wedding couldn't go ahead. So instead, he told them that she had died, because at least that was an acceptable excuse of why the wedding couldn't go ahead. Can't marry someone if they're dead, right? Except for necrophiliacs, but I'm not getting into that one. But Yang Zhishen was still confused. He asked the young couple, Well then, Yu Zhu, what happened to your wedding dress? As it turns out, the first place the young couple went to, in their escape, was to Jin Zhul's house. Jin Zhul is Yu older sister. But when Jin Zhul answered the door, she was hesitant to let them in, and that was because she had a guest staying over that night. Listeners, can you guess who the guest is? I'll give you a clue. The guest is a male, and he's bald. Yeah, that's right, the guest was none other than Ding Hui, the dead monk from the well. And it turns out all of those trips that he was taking away from the temple were actually trips to spend time with Jin Zhu. So much for the celibacy oath that all monks have to take, right? (laughs) To disguise themselves from being captured, Yu Zhu swapped clothes with Ding Hui. And then Yu Zhu and Cao and Huang ran off together. Then Jin Zhu, now afraid that their secret was now out, told Ding Hui to quickly leave, in case Zhang Baiwan came to find Yu Zhu at her house, and then, you know, found her together with a monk. So Ding Hui, in a hurry and still in the wedding dress, fled Jin Zhu's house. So now we know that. Yu not dead, and that it was indeed the monk that had been wearing the wedding dress when he had arrived at Mo La Han's door. But, if that's so, the last question that remains is, who killed the monk? This was when Chen Zhifu ordered a third person to be brought into the trial. When this person walked into the trial, everyone gasped. Everyone knew who this person was. This person's name was Wu, spelt W-U, and he was the local butcher. Chen Zhifu asked Cao Wenhuang to tell everyone what was going on. Cao Wenhuang explained that when he was on his way back to Mo Lao Han's home to return the donkey, he stopped by the butchers for something to eat. That was when he overheard an argument between the butcher and the wife, and the butcher's wife telling the butcher that he shouldn't have, quote, killed the monk. Sensing that it would have been the same monk that he had met at Jin Zhu's place, Cao Huang went back to Chen Zhifu to report this, who then ordered someone to bring the butcher in and questioned him and his wife. The butcher then eventually confessed. Turns out that this Dinghui monk, he's a bit of a womaniser. He said that the monk had stumbled upon their place at the crack of dawn in civilian clothing, and then the monk had tried to molest his wife. The butcher, who had been drinking, was furious and stabbed the monk to death with his meat carving knife. Afterwards, the butcher dragged the monk's body and threw him into the well. So with that, all of the mysteries finally were resolved. Mo Han was deemed innocent and released. The butcher was sentenced to death. Yang Zhixian was demoted for his poor job in handling the case. And Cao Wen, Huang and Yu Zhu were finally able to marry. This case, the mystery of Taiyuan, is famously known as one of the four famous cases of the Qing dynasty. And ironically, this is the only case out of the four that is fictional. There are a few variations to their story, But I think the takeaway is, despite its fictional nature, it gives us insight into the ancient Chinese methods of solving cases, administering the law, as well as the justice system at the grassroots level. So yeah, that's it. That's the end of a true crime special about a missing bride and a dead monk. I hope you enjoyed this true crime episode and got a good thrill out of it. Remember, don't forget to subscribe to my podcast, follow my Instagram, and check out my website. The details are all in the description box below. Also, leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening on. I really appreciate everyone's feedback and support. It's time for me to go and put on a wedding dress now. I mean, it's just time for me to go now. Thanks everyone for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day or evening, and I'll see you all next time on the Bamboo History Podcast. Bye for now.